your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at something right as a parent when you can talk to my son who's 16 and he'll was huge into music you say hey what's your favorite album he'll say stevie wonder's talking book without hesitation so i did something right (laughs) thanks to uh mike burnham and thanks to jermaine farrell tony's now in the program Someone asked me the other day, who did you get separated at birth from? And I say, without hesitation, as quickly as my son says, talking book, I say, David Smith. He joins us now, the Radford Hall of Famer. <laughs> What's going on, man? Good morning. <laughs> What's up, twin? How you doing this morning? Twin? Hey there, Listen. fellow twin. <laughs> are, are, we, are we DeVito and Schwarzenegger in the movie? For those, yeah, that's a, yeah. A, another dated reference, but we'll throw it out there. So, uh Listen, man, you, you listen, as it relates to this weather and for all y'all that are home today and man, glad I didn't have to go in, this snow is not my jam at no, all. No, no, no. It no. is not my jam. We're going to navigate through it. It's God's business and we have no choice in the same. True, but, uh, very true, very but, true. And so we're going to navigate through it. But if he were to ask, I would say 80 and low humidity is the thing. That correct. would be what I would say. Correct, but, uh, correct. But, but, Rick, a couple quick things off the top before we get into all this. Yeah, absolutely. Today. Pennsylvania had a tough day yesterday with the Steelers and the Eagles. Not good. <laughs> Not a good Pennsylvania Not good. day. <laughs> Not good for the Eric Keys of the world, my roommate, who's, who's a Pennsylvania guy. 
five of the six home teams won. Only one game was close. I heard you talk about that. And, bro, I got a, I got a take on that. Don't know if it's a great one. The average margin of the other five games other than the Lions and the Rams, 20 points, six points. That is crazy. And remember, last year, I'm pretty sure it was last year. We've been doing this a while. That was when every single playoff game was down to the wire. It was unprecedented how many walk-offs and last-second plays were made this year. Uh, the wild card weekend was not like that. And the final part of these nuggets this morning of the six playoff games, three of those games involved, this is crazy to me, coaches who potentially are either on the hot seat or going to move on when you think <laughs> about the Eagles, the Steelers, and the Cowboys. I don't know if that's a great thing or not because last week, oh, we're in. Oh, we're the two seed. Oh, we made it in. Right. And now this week, eh, is he the guy? Well, do we need to move on? And I think that's on the heels of the availability of all these unprecedented great coaches, when you think about Belichick, Harbaugh, Grable, uh, all these coaches that are in the pipeline, I'm missing a few. There's been so many, but that's just one of the backdrops of the weekend as we tee up Wild Card Weekend. Well, I think we got to start with the NFC East, or I guess now they're the NFC Least. I mean, I, I felt like you, you I, I, I don't know what I watched in Dallas. I don't know. I've just, and I'm not even piling on Cowboy fans. I promise I'm not. My mom was a Cowboy life. I'm not. I just sat there in complete disbelief that that was 27 to nothing. I thought the Packers could give a nice, you know, uh, atonement for themselves, but I didn't expect that. And I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I really don't. It makes no sense. Uh, The only thing that makes sense when I think about the playoff weekend, this was the outlier is we knew that it's very, 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 very hard for all six games to go where all the home teams win. It's just hard to do because it's a playoffs and fluky things happen. The one that I couldn't imagine happening was that the Cowboys would lose to a seventh seed, first seventh seed to win since they expanded the format, and Dallas had not lost the home game. In fact, not only had they not lost, they were averaging upwards of between, I think, 37 points a game on offense at home, which they ended up getting 32 empty calories at the end. That wasn't the problem. How could that defense, with the names that they have on it, and the Parsons of the world, the Lawrence's of the world, and Bland, and all pro at corner, give up 48 points to Jordan Love in his first playoff game? It made no sense. In fact, Rick, when I thought about everything that went on with Dallas, and and you know the pressure that they're under. You know, they're all, man, we've got to do this. we kind of got to do this. I still didn't see it being that kind of performance. No. 27 nothing. It was unbelievable. And, I, and then as it was 27 nothing, I thought to myself, well, it's the playoffs. It's, it, can it happen? I, and I'm, I remember back when Warren Moon was up in Buffalo and they were up 35-3 on the road. And I'm thinking to myself, no, we're not going to have a Frank Reich episode where they come back and win that game, are they? Or Dallas tried to make a run, but the defense couldn't stop them. If Dallas got it to 16, the defense would give up another play. So Jordan Love and Rick, you're been, he's been your guy. You talked I about know, the I change like in program. Early on, we didn't know, right? They have peaked at the right time, and they love playing for the guy. And don't you see the Packers just playing free and loose? Yes. They're just kind of yes. like none of this kind of stuff. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, for all the things he did well, he came with stuff, right? They don't have that now. They don't have that at all now. Jordan Love, 272 yards on 16 or 21, three TDs, and the off-platform throws like his predecessor, Rodgers, right? But the key was really this. Aaron Jones got healthy. They were able to run the football. Mm-hmm. That's Dallas's problem. They can't run the ball. And they can't stop the run. Well, that's a recipe for disaster in the playoffs. Perfect weather conditions of all things. Weather was a big theme this weekend. Not for Dallas. And they still couldn't handle their business. 
Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 yards. Romeo Dobbs, six catches, 151 yards in a TD. And what's weird is, if you look at the numbers, which is, you know, if you don't watch the game, you don't know. Dallas had 15 more first downs. Well, of course they did. Green Bay allowed them to get those and stayed in front of them late in the game. Then you've got a situation where they have 500 yards. All that doesn't matter. Dallas has lost, and they are home. They are 28 years and counting for making a championship game. That has happened. Jerry Jones is sitting there now with a lot of questions to answer. Is McCarthy the guy? Are we one step away? But then you have Philly last night. We'll get to that. That's looking at the same situation. We have arrived at a place where we have somehow faltered as the message got stale. It's just the Super Bowl we were in last year. So I think right now, if you're Dallas, your season is over, a lot of questions. But for the Green Bay Packers, my guy, they are on to San Francisco next Saturday at 8.15 on Fox. Congratulations to Jordan Love and his crew. And two guys who know each other very well, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur. That's going to be a great, yeah. great matchup. Should be fun. Well, let's talk about the final free fall of those Philadelphia Eagles because mm. I felt like when the 49ers beat them, I remember we talked, they had a look about them. And I didn't think they were going to recover, but I, I don't know if I even expected one in six and a lot of finger pointing. And here we are in a realistic world. Boy, it'd be fun to listen to Sports Talk Radio in Philly today that oh Nick, Nick Sirianni, who takes that team to the Super Bowl, might very well be out of work here in a day or two. It's crazy. It, it, it's mystifying to me. Uh, as a Dolphins fan who's been jaded over the years, I remember a year we were 9-1, and one, we being the Dolphins, and could not finish the deal going down the stretch. Very similar to this year, had a chance to be at home. But boy, you cannot have slip-ups in this league. It'll put you in a position where you've got to go on the road. Okay, Eagles, this is the same as you. The 1-5 down the stretch, ended up 1-6 with the loss last night. And Rick, last night's game wasn't close. And what I found interesting is there's games that you lose and then there are games that you just don't show up. And the, uh, the tackling that they missed oh last Lord. night, it was so unbelievable. And, the, and I watched, I was flipping between the Manning cast and the regular broadcast, and it didn't matter. Whichever you and Ray Lewis was losing his mind on the, on the Manning cast because obviously he sees things defensively that, that we would never understand. Right. But they put up only nine points. But to me, to give up 32, uh, I understand you lose coordinators. If you're a good enough team, that's going to happen. But I could not understand the lack of energy. And their offensive line is pretty much intact. Why not run the football? That's what you did last year. You were one of the best rushing teams. Now, I will say this, though, Rick. Jalen Hurts is hurt. He is not himself at all. I I don't care what anybody said. We may never know it. He is not himself. Like the runs he used to do, a lot more stuff to bail his team out on third and eight or something. He would get that with his legs and spread the field out and make that happen. That's not happening at all. He threw for 250 last night. Didn't really matter. Not very competitive. But we're going to take a moment to give Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield some credit today. That Tampa Bay team has been in the playoffs, I think, three or four straight years. They did win the division. They've got some dudes on the defense. They have some Super Bowl uh, equity over there. Those guys have won the thing before, right? And so Mayfield throws for 337. Doesn't that seem like a good fit for them? Doesn't he seem like the guy? really does. I mean, I think think they don't need to worry about quarterback if I'm them, Rick. I think they're good. They can start working on running the ball more. But at the end of the day, it wasn't close. The numbers bear that out. The Eagles, 234 passing yards to 307 for Tampa. That wasn't even the whole thing. They controlled the ball for 35 minutes. Tampa did as compared to 25 for the run-heavy Eagles. Kelsey looks like he has shut it down. I'm seeing reports this morning that he has announced his retirement. So if you're the Eagles right now, you know, they say good teams build from the middle and build inside out. That's a monster. He's an all-pro. He's about to shut this thing down, I think, at 36 years old. 
More questions than answers for the Eagles. Is Sirianni the guy? Are they feeling like they're close enough and they need one other thing? Or will they blow it up and start all over? Once again, great candidates out there. As far as the Eagles season, it is over. Tampa Bay goes on to play the Fighting Dan Campbells next Sunday at 3 o'clock. Should be a very interesting game. Shout out to the Bucs. And Todd Bowles just looks like a guy that you would want to play for if you're a player. And those guys are playing like that as well, playing for him right now. Um, 100%. This, the Bills, you were on the Bills. You said you thought you sensed that maybe there was a turn of several weeks before they went on this big run. And sure enough, they uh, they just took out the Steelers early last night. Josh Allen, that run, that 53-yard run is mm-hmm. one of the best playoff runs. And Steve Young was running against the Vikings, <laughs> falling into the end zone. It looked like Stumbled. the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, terrific win. The Bills, man, I, I mean, that's this team's on a roll, man. They really are. They're on a roll, and – and they get to host the Chiefs. And they've been taught, you know, if you think about it, they've oh. always had to go deal with Mahomes there. <laughs> I can't and wait. so they're finally saying, bro, look, now things are lining up for us. And, you know, they were, they had a 5% chance to make the playoffs probably six, seven weeks or so ago. And right now, they're probably as dangerous. And, and I was talking to Whitey last night, a Ravens fan. That's the one team, you know, we talked about Cleveland, and they obviously needed their quarterback, and the Flacco thing ran out so soon. But this Buffalo team... It's a team that can go into Baltimore, and I don't think win. Of course, Baltimore's got business to handle, but they can give you enough problems with that 6'5", 255-pound elusive guy with a howitzer for an arm. He can be a problem, and that was the difference yesterday. <clears throat> Josh Allen was the best player on the field. Pittsburgh was playing left-handed with a third-string quarterback. Mike Tomlin has been not good, great at managing these teams with issues. But goodness gracious, it's got to be exhausting to always have to play that way it's just the defense plays hard they run the ball hard guys fight fight and scrap but to get over the hump they've got to get their quarterback position figured out in pittsburgh and make life easier because all these teams that are advancing have had not good but great quarterback play you win because of it not instead of it you know so so god bless mike tomlin who for some reason people are talking about is he going to take a year off is he going get over yourself get him a quarterback you got the best coach in the game Players loving, there's no acrimony among the Steelers. Screw it up if you want to. <clears throat> I dare you. He'll have a job before, before it gets dark, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it won't even be a problem. Good luck with that. So, as far as the Bills go, Josh Allen, three yards. He didn't turn the ball over yesterday, Rick. Ah, listen, even with the hiccup he had with Stephon Diggs early in the year, he is the guy. He's the problem. Congrats to the Bills. They handled their business 31-17. to The Steelers' admirable efforts as their season ends. And Buffalo next Sunday night at 6.30 will host the Chiefs and Mahomes. Well, we've got to talk about, I am going to continue to call him my guy the rest of his career, C.J. Stroud, who's going to be the rookie of the year. Never maybe expected this much success, but I tell you, he just seems to be that guy. And it's such a great marriage between D'Amico Ryans and him and that offense, and they just completely throttled. I guess the uh, the shine is off of Joe Flacco's little run there in Cleveland, huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason he's a backup, right? I mean, it's very seldom that the guy can come off, not just a backup that's been on the team all year, but a guy coming off the street. But give him credit, he held it together, but that's, that's what it ended up being. Yeah. But guess what? It probably wasn't as much him no. as the defense. Now, now, a couple pick sixes will break your spirit, right? So you think about a 45-14 game where 14 of those points are pick sixes, yeah. that's a problem. But take those out, and you still gave up 31 points, and the Cleveland defense was the best in the league. That's a testament to your guy, C.J. Stroud, who's anything but a rookie the way he's playing the ball right now. 
they're calling the game for him like it's a like he's a ten year vet. Right. Two hundred and seventy four yards and three TDs. The most impressive thing is his low turnover percentage to be a rookie, he absolutely has none. That they had none in the game. They had only forty four plays they ran in the game compared to seventy for Cleveland. What does that tell you? That the defense got a couple scores in the game. Houston is just but don't they are just on one right now. And the question is, who do you love the most right now, America? The Texans? the Packers or the Lions. Fresh blood's in this thing right now, and so you got to love it. Congrats to them, ladies and gentlemen. C.J. Stroud is your guy. Rick's had it from the beginning. Congrats to Cleveland on a great run. When they get Deshaun Watson back on the whole offseason, maybe they'll be able to complement that defense. But as far as Houston goes, they get to go deal with Baltimore in Baltimore, a rematch of game one this year. They played the first game of the season this year with Baltimore one. That's 430 on Saturday. Well, one more. Let's talk about those lines a little bit. David Smith's Detroit Lions. I mean, it was yep. it was great at the end of that game. I mean, to see the tears. There were fans that were in tears. They showed some older fans. They showed the owner. And to see Dan Campbell break down, he couldn't hold it back. I mean, uh. that shows you how much it meant. 32 years between playoff victories. And, and I'll tell you what, you had great sideshow drama, didn't you? Matthew Stafford going back in that oh. building. Jared Goff for the other team. I mean, it was it was great, but that was a really good football game. Thank goodness at least one game delivered this past weekend. It delivered. I, I'm with you. I was traveling, and so I was. I missed. I missed a lot of the Saturday games. Thank God we're not going to get to Miami today, because it was nothing worth talking about. It was cold, and they stunk. So we'll move past that. <laughs> Detroit. Detroit held it down like a champ. They came right out and went right down the field and scored. That building was on fire, and boy, they deserved it. I did not. They, 58 years, the one team in 58 years have not won a championship. And so you're talking about 30 years since they've been in the playoffs, I think 32 since they even won a game in the playoffs. Great environment. It went right down the field and scored. And Jerry Goff, people forget he's the number one pick. Yeah. He's the number one, number one pick. Like Baker Mayfield. Talking about number one picks that are not on their original team. Talking about how this NFL thing can be wonky. 277 yards. Matthew Stafford handled it with class, though. You know, he's a classy guy anyway. That guy can throw a football. The arm angles he was throwing it at, very competitive game, 367 yards, very simply for the Rams. Got in the red zone, couldn't get touchdowns, kicked field goals. Detroit bend but don't break defense. A lot of hitting in that game. Of course, if you play for Dan Campbell, you might as well be ready to hit all day long, and you're going to go for it when it doesn't make sense. And, boy, they do. And folks are loving it right now. I'm excited for Detroit. Kind of good to see new blood. And who would have thought when you get down to the final four in the NFC, the two teams would be from the NFC North. Mm-hmm. It's Detroit and it's Green Bay, right? Not the Vikings and not Chicago. So shout out to them. I'm thrilled for Jared Goff and his boys, Detroit, and the fighting Dan Campbells have moved on. They will now host another game. With the with Dallas losing, the three seed gets the host. They will host Tampa Bay this weekend. And shout out to the Rams. I think they're on the come up, though. The Rams are going to be fine. I think they're going to give the Niners problems next year as this thing moves on. Yeah, it was a nice recovery job by Sean McVay, and I'm glad to see I'm glad to see him engaged again. It just looked like he lost track yes. after the Super Bowl. Now he seems like he's that guy again. So thank goodness for they're, that. They're energized and Stafford's healthy. Yeah, they're going to be a problem, no yeah. doubt. All right, so how did we do on the picks? Uh, I don't feel like I did very well. <laughs> well, that's because you didn't, and neither did I. So you and I, listen, to, you and I both went two and three this weekend. Now, the games were blowouts, and we still went two and three. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Five home teams won, and we still met. We overthought. You and I amazingly took the Eagles. 
to win. You, that's crazy, right? Uh, now, why do we Eagles, do that? Why do we do that? And we and we both took the Cowboys. I, I just, I mean, and so the NFC East is out of the tournament, and so on we go. So, Rick, I still have a one-game lead over you. Seven football games left this year, four this weekend, two next weekend, then there's a Super Bowl. So we got four games to pick. Here we go. On Saturday at 4.30, the Texans are at the Ravens. You get to pick first, so Saturday at 4.30 on ESPN. What do I do here? These are my two quarterbacks. I mean, come on. This isn't fair. Come on. Come on, buddy. Uh, paper, scissors. Well, I, I, <laughs> it is. It really is. I got to stick with my guy. I told you, I'm not picking against Lamar anymore. Uh, I got to go with the Ravens at home. They're well-rested. The Texans are a great, great story. They're building a lot of cap room. They got a lot of good things that could happen, but they're not ready to beat Baltimore on their home field. I have, I am taking the Ravens as well. I cannot stay in this house if I don't do that at this stage <laughs> of the game. It's too serious. It's too serious right now. So, And then that night, we got the seven-seed Packers against the one-seed Niners. The Niners are coming off of a bye week like the Ravens on Fox at 8-15. Saturday night. Are you going to take a chance here, or are you going to go with the fade? Well, I mean, again, it feels just like the Texans, doesn't it? I mean, I I really have a lot of fun watching the Packers rise with Jordan Love, another guy I really like. But I, I just think the 49ers are too good at home. I just – I think the master I – I still consider him more of a master than Lafleur. I'm going to go with uh, your guy, Kyle Shanahan, to somehow win this game. I think it's going to be pretty close, though, but I think the 49ers win it. We're going to find out if it's rust or rest real early. We'll know by Sunday if that bye means bye or bye-bye. We're going to know real by Sunday morning. We will know as both teams with the bye come back and play Saturday. Real quickly, the last two, the four-seed Bucks are at the three-seed Lions in Detroit Sunday at 3 o'clock. I'm going to roll with the Lions, and I'm going to roll with the Bills. That's going to be my two pick. I'm going to go home, home teams. Right. I just don't see any All of the road right. teams coming through, although somebody will. I just don't know where it'll be. I'm going to take my homes. And uh, oh, I'm going to take the line. Okay. Right. There you go. So there we'll go with that. And that wraps up Divisional Weekend, brother. And we'll see how it all plays out. All right. Well, great stuff as always, my friend. Enjoy the games. And we'll talk again next week. I guess I'll see you tomorrow night at Deadman. See me at Deadman tomorrow night. we got to get on these coaches next week. We'll block off some time to find we out will. all this carousel. We'll know more then. You Absolutely. got it, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Stay safe. Yes, sir. There you go. That's uh, David Smith, the Radford University Hall of Famer, NFL correspondent. A lot of fun. Again, we could talk for a couple hours. You'd look up and go, wow, it's been two hours. You wouldn't even know. We'll be back. All right, we are at the bottom of the hour here. Final segment for another day coming up. Hope you're doing okay, wherever you might be. Again, those of you that uh, are just about to head out, roads are in good shape. Again, thanks to all the hardworking folks overnight. VDOT, and I'll tell you what, even at 4 a.m. this morning, it was uh, pretty good, smooth sailing. We'll be back. Stay with us. Wrapping it up. One more segment before we head out for the day. Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Rest in peace, Coach. 639 is the Baker Team Hotline. Text line 744-2990. Great stuff there from uh, David Smith. Final segment here for another day. So the news guy was just saying, hey, stay home because the roads aren't good. I'm just telling you, you can't really afford to stay home if you're a working person. I'm telling you, the roads are not that bad. I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to have some issues, but 
I mean, I was on them at four, didn't have any issues. I'm assuming by now at eight thirty, they're even better. So you just got to be smart, just like anything else, right? Just like, yeah, I have a Jeep, I have four wheel drive, and I get around pretty good. But you know why? Because <laughs> I respect the weather conditions. And you know what? It happened last night. I I got caught out when it really started coming down. Like, it was um, between 6.30 and 7-ish last night in Reiner area. I mean, it was just like, uh uh-oh, here we go. And everything got slick very quickly. But I'm coming home, and the first accident I see involved a big truck. And I'm just wondering if that guy was like, hey, I got a big truck. I got four-wheel drive. I can just go, go, go. Well, no, you can't. See, ice is going to win. Snow and ice is going to win. It doesn't mean your vehicle's made to get you around successfully, but it doesn't mean that you're invincible. I see more four-wheel drives in accidents than I do two-wheel drives or smaller cars because a lot of times you have maybe younger drivers that feel like, hey, I'm good to go. Oh, no. Guess what? When you start sliding in a heavy SUV-type vehicle or a truck, it's even more uncontrollable than it is in a smaller vehicle. You're just, you're just helpless. So, But in any event, roads were fine. Um, I think the real danger is going to be this wind chill that's coming in here. Yeah, that's bad driving guy. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne's right. <laughs> bad driving guy. Ignoring wintry conditions guy. That's bad driving guy. See it all the time. See it all the time. But eight degrees tonight? So that means when I get in here in the morning, it's going to be sub 10 degrees. (sighs) No, not good. Not good at all. A lot of text messages coming in. There you go. My dad always told me four-wheel drive will help you go, but will not help you stop. Absolutely. Bad driving guy is cocky weather guy. Tom said, guess what? 20 minutes ago, I just saw an SUV pulled over in a ditch. Yep, see? It's just like, Maybe the Cowboys were just assuming they were going to go out and beat the Packers because they were heavy favorites and the Packers struggled to get the playoffs. And then you see what happened, right? That's bad driving, bad snow driving guy. (laughs) It's the same thing. You end up in a ditch questioning your, well, everything. Right? (laughs) Just like the Cowboys now are questioning their entire organizational structure. See how this all parallels here on the program? (laughs) Rodney, lifelong Eagles fan. I'm just sick this morning, Rick. I'm sick. What in the world happened? I don't know, Rodney. But we're going to find out, I think, at some point, what's going to happen with your coach. It seems like that was a total disconnect. And when you're not tackling that way... Vince Lombardi, they, you know how you see these great NFL films clips? And it was something along the lines of, if you're not tackling, you're not interested in playing football. 
And there were a lot of plays that had been isolated on social media that picked up on the fact that the Eagles just didn't seem like they were interested in playing that playoff game last night. It really did. And I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know. I really don't. But whatever it is from Jalen Hurts on down in that defense and you have Matt Patricia, why is he even on a staff? really don't even know why he's on a staff. That collapse, Rodney, I don't know what to tell you, man. It, it just something didn't look right after the 49er game, and then the finger-pointing started in the locker room, and then it just kept swelling up week after week after week. In a year removed from the Super Bowl, what is it about teams that lose the Super Bowl? They just really, really either struggle the next year and don't make the playoffs, or if they do, you have the kind of free-for-all the Eagles have had. And I'm not sure who feels worse this morning, the Eagles fans or the Cowboy fans. You can't really give each other a hard time, can you? Because if you were an Eagles fan giving Cowboys fans hell over the loss to the Packers, then how are you feeling this morning? Feels like all the home teams are going to win. I know it doesn't always work out that way, so likely one of those teams are going to win this weekend. Texans, Packers, Bucks, or Chiefs. David Smith might be right. It might very well be the Chiefs. We'll see. That's going to be the closest game. Patrick Mahomes playing his first ever road playoff game. How about that? Let's see how he does on the road as a quarterback. He's been protected at home for so long. (laughs) That's true. Hey, honey, looks like we're going to make it. Looks like we're going to make it. Snow's been pretty bad. I'm going to speed up right here and uh, see what happens. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. (laughs) See, the old no guy just, he just fits in every aspect of life. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? These cold cuts, they're they're not cold at all. They're lukewarm. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. I mean, (laughs) just give me a scenario. It'll work. Just think of one that it won't work. It's 27-0 Packers, really, over the Cowboys? Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's that's ever going to get old, right? I mean, I, I don't. You can think of something really silly. Man, my new pair of socks. I was walking around the other day. All of a sudden, I, I felt the end of my shoe with my toe, and I popped a hole in my brand new socks. Oh, oh my! Oh no! Oh no! That was out of nowhere. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> Wayne just Selma Hayek sees Rick and falls for him immediately. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. Uh, nah, she's too busy running around the hills with her billionaire Husband, you know that's a sham marriage. 
But anyway. <laughs> Not much in the offering of sport tonight, I'll tell you that. Right? I mean, if you're looking for games to watch, what do we have? Do we have anything at all? What is today? Today's Tuesday, right? Let's see here. I guess there's some college hoops. Any ACC stuff? Anything like that? Let's see here. Both the uh, Highlanders and the Hokies play tomorrow. Yeah, you do have some uh, ACC games. You got Wake and NC State. That should actually be a pretty good game. Then Georgia Tech and Clemson. So there is an ACC Network doubleheader. Syracuse and Pitt. Ooh. No, no, I don't believe I'm watching that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, your football is down to uh, the NFL playoff weekends, and if it's anything like this past weekend, you're not going to be happy about that in any way, shape, or form. But we're at that point now. You're getting into hoops or bust because that's where we're headed unless you still have a dog in the fight in the uh, NFL playoff hunt and we'll see Caleb Williams no shock announced for the NFL yesterday he'll likely be the number one pick people got to put aside some of his little quirkiness and his desire to have ownership with the team that drafted him Wayne asked the number two team in the ACC right now it's probably Duke Carolina has right now, at the very least, separated themselves completely. Um, eyeball test tells me it's Duke. But there's a cluster there. You know, and, and Mike was talking about how they see that bracketology only has a handful of ACC teams in, but you got Florida State, Duke, NC State, and Wake all 4-1 in the league. Miami three and two. All six of those teams, I think, will be in if they continue along their trajectory. Virginia has a shot. Tech, I think their chances are fading unless they have a big road week. Clemson is the one that I'm still, again, going to put in that, just like Miami football, never jump on Brad Brunell's bandwagon again, Clemson basketball. Two and three in the league. You know, Syracuse is, you know, not great. BC's not great. Notre Dame is rebuilding. Pitt's bad. Georgia Tech, pretty bad. And Louisville, the worst team in the league, although they have been playing better. So I would go with Duke, Wayne. I think Duke's the second-best team, although Wake Forest may deserve to be in that conversation of those top three teams. I'm a huge fan of Leonard Hamilton, Florida State. I think what he's doing so far in the conference schedule has been terrific. I don't know how good they are overall. Miami's got, obviously, still the pack kid. They can score. They have a lot of talent. They showed that in Blacksburg. And I don't know what's going on in Charlottesville with Tony Bennett. I really don't. I really don't. Virginia Tech's got lots of uh, defensive issues. And I thought Mike Burnett made a great point. You know, it's one thing to go out there and score, Sean Padula, but turning the ball over like that, you're just not going to win. You, you can't win 
when you're giving away that many possessions. And they shot nearly 50% the game. Think what it would have been like if they'd have just scored four or five of those possessions. I mean, yeah, you score 33, but you turn it over how many times? Yeah. It's just having a complete acumen of the game in every way, shape, or form. Not just in certain certain avenues, but making sure you're going to be able to, to get back into it and correct those mistakes, Defend, defending, things like that. I mean, I'm not saying Tech's out of it, because they can. They can beat Virginia, and heck, they could beat NC State. NC State's not an unbeatable team. Now they've, they're good. But you have Carolina, who's won six in a row. Duke's won eight in a row overall. And those showdowns this year will get, you know, as they always do, will be ESPN'd up. They'll be promoted. They'll do all these things. And they might be worth it this year, the hype, if they continue on this trajectory. Carolina moved up to four in the country, by the way. Duke is number seven right now. And it's the only two ranked ACC teams. So... The league within itself is very competitive, but not getting a lot of national respect. But looks like Carolina and Duke have kind of broken away with Wake still being that team that nobody wants to play right now. But each and every night you go out there, you don't really know what's going to happen, even if you're playing Louisville. Tech has to see if they can get a big road win. They haven't won a true road game yet this year. They're 0-3. And Virginia has not lost at home. So something's got to give, or maybe it won't give. (laughs) Something will have to give if Tech's going to come out with a big win tomorrow night. Highlanders looking to get back on the winning track. They've got Gardner-Webb, Tim Kraft. Always difficult to play against. Trying to put aside their three-overtime defeat at Winthrop on Saturday. So there's a big Wednesday here locally in hoops. Big Wednesday. And yeah, I agree, Wayne. Right now, the Tech women don't look like a Final Four participant to me. I think maybe the national folks underestimated losing the players they lost right now largely outweighing the players that Kenny Brooks added in terms of impact. They don't they haven't looked the same much of the season. The vibe is there. I don't know if the big paydays change things or not. Maybe they're just kind of waiting to turn it on again. When you get close to conference tournament time, I don't know. That's usually a danger sign. We'll see. They're playing in a tough league. Surely they're capable of going on a run like that. And we'll see how they rebound. You know, Duke is good at home, but they're not unbeatable. Tech definitely can win that game. And obviously they're one of the top two teams or three teams in the ACC. They haven't lost that. And maybe it's just a matter of them figuring out some things and then uh, making that next stride forward like they did last year. Coming back to wrap it up. Remind you what's ahead on a Wednesday when we come back on the program. Stay with us.
PDST Legal Counsel Richie Davis reminded me that I uh, referenced <laughs> during the triple overtime defeat on Saturday at the Winter by referenced uh, Gilligan's Island and uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell as the Jungle Boy on that show, an old black and white episode. And I was doing that in, you know, what are the officials taking so long to watch? And uh, during a replay, it was taking forever. I said, well, maybe they conjured up an old Gilligan's Island rerun of uh, Kurt Russell as the Jungle Boy. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrow, and uh, David Smith. Tomorrow, it's the Hump Day Wednesday edition. Uh, Keon Brown scheduled to join us along with uh, Bill Roth. He may have some other things as well. So all that's happening tomorrow on the program. Everybody stay safe. Stay warm, my goodness, between the rest of the day as the temperatures fall into evening and then tomorrow. So everybody just stay stay good and warm. Take care of your animals and make sure they're not outside. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow as we slide over the hump. Be good. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.